Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you, uh, Sister Janine. Well, welcome once again to Women of Grace Bible Study Group. And um, we have been studying out of the book called Preparation of the Bride. And believe it or not, the enemy uh, has been attacking uh, those in the group uh, to prevent us from completing the workbook and getting the full revelation of what Yeshua desires of us. And I tell you, Sister Janine, um, it has has been difficult. Uh, I was on a call when you had uh, paid when you had paged me. I was on a call, and I, I didn't know how to click over to the uh, to, to answer the text. And it's then okay. I logged in and saw that you was already online. But praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Last week, Sister Lisa came forth with uh, with the word last week, and um, I tell you the the enemy is a liar, and the truth was not in him. Um, we left off. We're still today. Tonight we're uh, finishing up question six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Answer D. Uh-huh. We're finishing up on that uh, tonight. Praise the Lord. You know, God is good. Uh, yes, he is. All all the time, he's good. He's greater than even those that come against us. Greater is he who is in us than he than who he is in, the, in world. the world. Amen. 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 On the, the Lord and move forward. Okay, I'm trying to bring up my notes um, Amen. that I had taken, had written down. I have I have notes all over the place, but we're on question six. And what question six says, what should you do if you do not have this intense desire, which means I have to go a little bit backwards so that you will understand why this question is being asked. It says, this cry marks the starting point of real spiritual progress. It is an inward spiritual longing for the Lord himself. If there Mm -hmm. is no dissatisfaction with the ordinary, and if this pursuit for love's full end is not burning in the spirit of the believer, then he will not attain to the kind of intimate fellowship with, with his Lord, which he desires for him. If there is not a hunger and thirst in the heart, then you will not understand what the Spirit of God means by this song, the Song of Solomon. And then it asks, what should you do if you do not have this intense desire? 
And we're coming out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 17 and 19. Well, praise the Lord, my uh, notes came up. Yes, they will. Amen. Amen. We got and, uh, when I, Uh-huh. If you have your swords, I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Amen. It sounds like somebody chimed in. Yes, yeah, it did. I'm here. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Janine. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm there. I'm here. Ephesians 119. Okay, Ephesians 119, which read, I think I'm going to read this out the regular Bible. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And they're talking about Yeshua, his great and mighty power. Here, I, I took down the note that Witness Lee says, according to the Apostles' Prayer, the third thing we need to know is the surpassing greatness of God's power towards us. This is very subjective and experimental to us today. God's power towards us is surpassingly great. We need to know it and experience it. We need to not only know God's greatness, but we need to experience his greatness. The surpassingly great power of God towards us is according to the operation of the might of his strength, which he caused to operate in Christ. God's power towards us is the same as the power that he caused to operate in Christ. Christ is the head, and we are the body. The body participates in the power that operates in the head. Now, if you would, picture a body. Christ is the head, it says. We make up the body. Now, in, in, in the natural term, if a person gets their head cut off, what happens to the body? It, it automatically dies. Mm -hmm. We receive our power from Christ. Christ receives his power from the Father. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Now, I looked at now in a... And, and it says in the Amplified Bible, the same exact verse, it says, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Now, I looked up the word surpassing greatness, and it uh -huh. means magnitude. There is no end to it. There, you cannot even measure it. The word, uh, the word power of his power 
is talking about Christ, and it mentions virtue. Here in Mark, you don't have to turn there, but you can write the scripture down. Here in Mark, it says, Mark chapter 5, verse 30, and I'm going to read this out the King James Version and the Amplified Version. The King James Version said, And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the Amplified, it reads, And Jesus recognizing in himself, that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turning around immediately in the crowd and said, Who touched me? Now, if any of you have ever ministered to someone, and the power of the Holy Spirit is moving on the inside of you, you will actually feel the power going forth out of you. And, and, and the power is a strong power of heat. Glory to God. And you can feel it proceeding out of you. In Luke chapter 6, verse 19, and it reads out the King James Version, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. In the Amplified it says, and all the multitude were seeking to touch him, for healing power was all the while going forth from him and curing them all, saving them from severe illness and calamities. The word virtue, hallelujah, in the Greek is, uh, is Greek 1411. In this instance, it's talking about power. The dudamus power. And I looked up um, the, the word power in the Greek uh, language, and it's dudamus. means strength, power, ability. We're talking about our Savior, Yahushua. It means inherit power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature, or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. And here it's talking about in Ephesians that we must pray and ask the Father, must pray to ask the Father that we may know his surpassing power, the multitude, the unlimited power of his strength, of his grace, of his virtue, of his nature, that we may experience it, that we may know it, that we may understand it. It also, the word also talks about power for performing miracles. The word of God says in, in the Old Testament that without uh, the, uh, the anointing is what breaks the yoke. It has nothing to do with you, has nothing at all to do with you. When we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are sealed. That is our down payment. And it's by the Holy Spirit that the power flows. Because Christ said that he's sending forth the comforter that is going to testify of me. And it's through the Holy Spirit 
that we obtain the power, the dudamous power, to be able to minister to other people, to be able to heal, to be able to raise the dead. Christ wants us to understand this. He wants us to experience this type of power, but we are to pray for it. We have to pray for it. Here in the scripture, here in the scripture, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, and I'm going to read this out, the Amplified, it says, How, however, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. So all that we do in Christ is from God. It has nothing to do with us. It's when we, I had posted on Women of Grace that when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and penetrate our very heart, God is able to write, he is able now to write his word upon the table of our heart and to entrust us with this great power. The same power that God entrusted Christ with, Christ wants to entrust his bride with. And it's for the purpose of ministering, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring salvation. It's through the power of of God's great, awesome power that men are saved. It has nothing at all to do with us. Glory to God. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, we read, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death, to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It says here that the gospel has God's power that works towards our salvation. The word of God also says that except the spirit draws them, they will not come. You can talk the word to somebody until you're blue in the face. But if God is not telling the Holy Spirit to touch your heart, to woo your heart, and to draw you to Christ, you won't come. As simple as that. Many people today, I also wrote in the post, many people today, they go to church on a Saturday or a Sunday as if it's like it's, it's mandatory, as if them going to church is going to bring some type of change in their life, not realizing that it's the power of the word that brings the change. The message could be going forth, but if, that, if you do not open your heart for that word to penetrate your heart, because the word of God says that it is alive, it is active, and that it is, it has power to separate both soul and spirit. So if that word is not penetrating your heart, there would no, no change would take place at all. 
So we're talking about the power of God. God has power. It is his power that saved us. It is the gospel that carries the power of God to bring you unto salvation. In Ephesians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if any person is engrafted, notice the word engrafted, meaning you are sown in into Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Well, what exactly, what exactly is being said here? We will have to go all the way back to Genesis when Adam and Eve were created. When Adam and Eve was created, they were pure. They had the glory of God as their covering. They walked with God. They communicated with the angels. They had fellowship. They had oneness with God. But when Adam disobeyed a simple commandment, Adam, if you eat of the tree, you shall die. That's exactly what happened. Adam's spirit died. That spiritual cloak that clothed him was removed. He was no longer connected to God any longer. We have to go all the way back to Genesis to understand exactly what Christ came to do. It was by the power of God through what Christ did, not only on Calvary, but also in the wilderness when Christ went to be tested and tried for 40 days and 40 nights. He had to accomplish what Adam, where Adam had failed in, and that was to be obedient to God's commands. And when we come unto Christ and receive him as our Lord and Savior and baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this is what Christ was talking about in John chapter 3, that we are born again. We have been, in order to be born again, you had to have been born into something. So when Adam fell in the garden, he was no longer a God-man. He took on the characteristics of the enemy himself. His spirit died. And I know oftentimes some of you have heard about dead man walking. Before we have become, before we have came to Christ Jesus, we were actually dead men walking. Mm-hmm. How was that? Our spirit was dead. Our spirit could not connect to God at all, period. It's only by coming to Christ Jesus, receiving him as our Lord and Savior, being baptized in water and the Spirit, we are reborn back into, engrafted into Christ. Christ 
is our representative as man. Christ connected heaven and earth together so that we could be able to come back into fellowship with God, which God intended in the beginning of time. God did this. It's his power. It has nothing to do with us. We have no power in and of ourselves. We can do nothing without Christ. In um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it reads, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we shall in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Yahshua HaMashiach as your Lord and Savior, it was already planned in God's plan. You have already been called. It said foreordained to be saved. God has already made the plan for you. He knows what you're going to do before you even do it. He knows your path. Each and every one of us have a different call on our life. We all have a different assignment to accomplish. But in order for us to find out that, uh, that assignment, as the Shudamite woman, she desired to have that deep, intimate relationship with Christ. We have to first desire Christ in order for change to take place. Without it, no change would take place. It has to be a desire in the heart. And this is a prayer. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 19 should, should always be included in our prayer. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. Illuminate my heart and my mind that I may know the hope of the call that you have on my life. Glory to God, because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Oh, the old previous way of you have passed away. That has died. Hallelujah. We are now to look at each other from our spiritual eyes. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7, it reads, of this gospel, talking about the gospel. The gospel has power. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's free grace, undeserved favor, which he bestowed on me by the exercise, the working in all effectiveness of his power. See, beloved, it's the power of God that brings the change in the person. All we have to do is to be willing for God to engraft his word in our hearts. We have to be willing for God to change us. God is not going to go against your will, but I tell you this, he will, he will call, he'll, he'll allow the enemy to come in to buffet you. Glory to God. Just like he did with uh, King, um, I believe it was Nezekarezer, 
when he got, he was so full of pride, he lifted himself up. God had to knock him down a little peg. Yeah. He became as a wild animal mm-hmm. until he got to that point that he acknowledged who God was, that Yahweh, all yeah. power and authority belongs to you. And, I, you know, all of us, some of us have been there already. That we give it all to you, God. It's all you. We, we, we just play a part in it. And our part is to yield. That's our part, It's to submit to his power so that that deutimous power can flow through us to be able to minister to someone else. We can't minister to someone else if we all messed up. If we haven't experienced what the, the shooter my woman is talking about here in, in the Song of Solomon, Amen. We have to have that desire. Mm-hmm. Or then you're just talking out of your flesh. And believe me, the flesh has power too. God wants the bride to flow completely in his dutimous power, not in our own might and not in our own strength. It's by us yielding to the Holy Spirit that the power is able to flow through. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, when you you come to that place, and I don't know if you all have experienced this, when you're ministering to someone, glory to God, and you, you, in your heart, Lord, let your power flow because you have a desire. You want to see this brother or sister healed, delivered, set free. That same exact power, that, that virtue that flows out of you, glory to God, it's going to set you free too. What why is on its way out? You're going to experience it too. I don't know if you all have experienced that when you're hugging somebody and, and the, the power of the Holy Ghost come upon both of y'all, the both of y'all holding each other up. <laughs> glory to God. That's how strong God's power is. I used to ask the Father, Father, how can we come before your presence, Lord, and, and, and we just stand here? I could, come on, seriously? In the Old Testament, it says that whenever the men of old came, men or women of old came before God, the power was so strong that they fell on their face. They could not stand up under the power of God. There's no way you can stand in the presence of God. Because his power is so great. It's only those that have opened and yielded to the submission of God that is able to experience his deutimous power and fall up under that power. I don't know if any of you all have experienced that. Me personally, I can't come before a great and mighty king and praise him and don't get fall up under the power. You cannot stand up under the power of God. This is the type of power that he's talking about. There's no way that you can still have self all in there because it's not about us. In the Philippians chapter 2, I'm sorry, in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, I mean verse 10, and this is dealing with the armor. 
In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Hear that. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, that strength which he, his boundless might, provides. It says that he provides the strength. It said boundless might. He provides the power. He wants to empower the bride with his dudamous power. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it reads, Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for the, his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Let's stop at this verse right now. He said, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. It's nothing that Jackie can do to cause God's power to work in me. It is no rituals that I can go through to prompt God to empower me. See, it's not by good works that we obtain salvation. It's through trusting and trusting in him and him alone. He is the one that is effectually working in us. It is by his power and his might that, it, that is energizing us and creating us in us that power. It is through him he gives us the desire to do his will and to do his work, to do his good pleasure and to satisfy him because it's his delight. It, has no, it ain't nothing that we can do, beloved. It's nothing that we can do. It is by him and him alone. Praise the Lord. Moving on. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 29, it reads, For this I labor unto weariness, striving with all the superhuman energy which he so mightily enkindles and works within me. The key word is works within me. Christ is all the while at work on the inside of each one of us to do of his will and good pleasure. Amen. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Thus you were circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism. Talking about the water baptism. In which you were also raised with him to a new life through your faith in the working of God as displayed when he raised him up from the dead. Bap baptism plays a, a special part in being born again because when you're baptized you're actually being buried in Christ you're actually being buried in the tomb as Christ was and when you come up out of that war you're being raised as Christ was raised from the dead the Bible said that he was the first fruit 
and we are those that followed after him. Baptism pays a great part in our salvation because it signifies it is a symbol that we had died with Christ and that we are risen with him. Glory to God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, it reads, For our preaching of the glad tidings, the gospel, came to you not only in word, but also in its own inherent power, in the Holy Spirit, and with great conviction and absolute certainty on our part, you know what kind of men we proved ourselves to be among you for your good. The apostles were men just like we are. They had weaknesses just like we do. What nothing special about them? The difference is, is that they believed in the Messiah. They waited for the Messiah. They had a desire for the Messiah. Glory to God. They opened their cells for God to be able to use them. And God was able to write his word upon the table of their hearts because they had a desire. We need to have a desire. It got to be more than just dressing up and going to church. It got to be more than that. To me, that's fleshly. I'm going on a date. I'm getting ready to go see Joshua. Me and him getting ready to go on a date. I want to fellowship with him. I want to know about this dunamis power. I want to know about the surpassing greatness of his power towards me who believe. Because he's all the while effectually at work on the inside of me. It has to be a desire. It can't just be a tradition. It can't just be that. It has to be more than a tradition. It has to be a desire abiding in our hearts to want to know who our king is. And this was the desire of the Shudamite woman. She wanted to know who her king was. She wanted to have a relationship with him. Glory to God. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11, did I read that already? No, I didn't. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11, it reads, With this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may deem and count you worthy of your calling and, and his ever gracious purpose of goodness and with power may complete in your every particular work of faith, faith which is that leaning of the whole human personality on God in absolute trust, and confident in his power, wisdom, and goodness. God wants us, Yahweh wants us to come to him in all honesty. He wants us to be real with him. He don't want us to cover, cover, put a mask on. Oh, I hate it when people dress up sin. They put a tuxedo on it and everything to make it look so good and sweet. But God can see through all that. He wants us to be able to come to him and share with him our weaknesses, our faults. Lord, I'm just a mere man. I'm dust. You, you blow the wind too hard, Lord, I'm, I'm going to blow away. God wants us to be honest. Yahshua wants us to be honest with him, to be truthful with him, 
to talk to him about our weaknesses. Lord, I have thus and so. Can you please, Father, strengthen me in this area? Help me. But nowadays, people look down on uh, other people because they have weaknesses. And, and the brother or sister may be desiring to sit down and talk to somebody about it. They may be crying out for help. But because there's so much condemnation and persecution about it, they keep it to themselves. And, and it's a constant battle that they battle with every day. Lord, God uses people to help other people. God uses us to minister to the hurting. God wants to use us to bring deliverance in a gentle way, not a harsh way. God is love. He wants us to be able to, to take that dunamis power, to be able to deliver other people that are going through silently, just because they got a smile on their face, they're looking happy all the time, don't necessarily mean that it's all well in their soul, in their spirit. Christ wants us to be so connected with him that we'll be able to hear the cries in the spirit, not look on the outward appearance. People are broken on the inside. That's why so many of our, many are committing suicide because no one is really listening. They're asking for help. But are we really listening, beloved? Are we? Are we just really listening to what they're saying in the spirit? In order to be able to do that, we have to be connected to that surpassing greatness of Christ. We mm. have to experience it and know it. And if you have ever been so deep in the spirit that you can actually hear a person crying in the spirit, and they may have a smile on their face, laughing and giggling with you, but their spirit is saying something totally different. Because we all wear masks. Can we be able to come to one another and take off that mask without the fear of being condemned? Because God has called us to a greater purpose in him, and that's to bring deliverance to the hurting, to set the captives free in the spirit realm. Because once they're free in the spirit realm, then the Holy Spirit can come in and God can do a work on the inside of them. Glory to God. In James chapter 1, verse 18, it reads, and I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to come to a close. It reads in James chapter 1, verse 18, and it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as his sons. It says, it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his, by his word of truth, so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated unto him. And the word consecrated means set apart for the master's use. 
for his use. And this is the cry of the Shudamite woman. She wants to have that relationship. She has already went through the process of being saved and received her, received Yahshua as her Lord and Savior. Now she's going to the next step. I want to know him. I want to know all there is about him. And I want to share myself with him. He already knows our ups and our downs. He knows our faults and our failures. He knows all that there is to, to know about us. I mean, my goodness, he's so great and awesome that he knows how many number of hairs is in our head. We couldn't even count that. Not even the ones when you comb your hair, you ever comb your hair and you got hair to come out. How many of us have sat down, really, took the time to count every hair that came out of our head? God is so awesome that he even knows how many hairs that's in that comb. Christ wants us to experience him in the deepest way possible. To be so in love with him that we are willing to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, Yeshua with whom the Holy Spirit tells us to share it with. Stephen was that way. When the Holy Spirit told Stephen to go and attach himself to the carriage that was going by, Stephen went and attached himself to the carriage that was going by. He didn't start preaching about Christ. He started listening to what the man was reading. Just simply listening. And the Bible said that the man asked Stephen a question. Who is this man talking about, himself or someone else? That gave the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to come in and, be, and to minister through Stephen. The power of the gospel, God's power, that Deuteronomy's power, was able to minister to that Enoch. And he got saved. Not only did he get saved, he got baptized. And the word of God said that when, when the man came up out of the water, Stephen was gone. That's how powerful God's power is. It didn't say he saw him walk away. He said he was gone. In the twinkling of an eye. Glory to God. Next week. We're going to move on to question seven. It says, what does the maiden say to God about God's love? Say of God's love. What do you sisters have to say about God's love? Is it sweeter than honey? Is it better than wine? We're going to find that out next week. What exactly she meant when she said about God's love. Glory to God. And uh, we meet, hopefully next, next week, we'll meet Sunday at 6 o'clock um, Pacific time, and that'll be 8 o'clock Central time. And I look forward to fellowshipping with you guys. Is there any questions, any comments that anyone want to comment on at this time before we in the uh, conference call? No. I don't have any 
Not tonight. It was awesome. Praise God. And is there a newcomer on this line? Yes, it is. I was going to say something. I'm Deborah. Hi, Deborah. I'm very, very high. Very close friend of Jackie's. <laughs> We're sisters. And Praise so um, I just wanted to let you all know that I, I enjoyed and I will be coming back to the other classes. I really Praise enjoyed the Lord. Well, Sister Deborah, glory to God. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I tell you what I'm going to do for you. If you can't afford the workbook, I'll buy the workbook for you. I have it sent to you. Praise God. Amen. Um, because this, this book, it, it, it's, we're taking our time in it. We're not going to rush mm-hmm. in it. Because there's so much nuggets that God wants us to get, in, you know, to get out of it. And the thing about the Woman of Grace group is that it, it's a hands-on group. In other words, sometimes, like question nine, it has A, B, C, D answers in it, which in turn means that somebody's going to get assigned something to do. Okay. Okay. Amen. Amen. Uh, Janine, she spoke. She spoke two weeks ago. Lisa, she just spoke. And we just finishing up on um, D for question six. Mm -hmm. So whenever, sisters, whenever we come to questions like this that has A, B, C, or D, more than one answer to it, that means that we're going to assign one of these to someone to bring that message forth. See, because God wants to utilize each and every one of you all's gifts. Some of us are in training. And in order, I'm a hand-on type person. Are anyone else in the room? Yeah. I, come on now. I'm, y'all, I'm just the only one that's a hands-on training type of person. No, I am too. Okay. Yes. See, it, it ain't, here at the Women, Women of Grace, it ain't about just sitting and listening to somebody speak. It's about participating and getting involved. See, because Christ wants to do something in each and every one of his brides, whether you man or whether you female, it don't matter. Christ wants us to get involved. And I want to utilize your gifts because it might be somebody, sisters, that come on this line one day that is crying like I just said. We need to be able to hear it and to be able to minister the love of the king to them. But we have to experience it. We almost up with study one. We got we on we on question seven next week. And study one is four is sixteen questions in study one. When we get to study nine, glory to God, I will be assigning <laughs> assigning a, a letter to each one. So I'm gonna give y'all a heads up right now. That scripture is, if you can write this down, Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 11. Sister Janine, I'm going to give you verse 7. Sister Lisa, I'm going to give you verse 8. 
Sister Deborah, if you are you returning, I could give you verse nine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I'll take ten and eleven, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna order that book for you. Uh, I'll give you a call when we get off the conference line, so I get your full okay. address so I could have it sent to you. But all right, um, okay. mm. Sister Lisa, can you close us out? Sure. Lord, we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for Deborah for having her join us. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together. Yes. Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for reaching out to us, Lord. I thank yes, you for Lord. your goodness, Lord. I thank you for for everything that you stand for. Yes. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we yes. pray that you continue to lead this group, Lord. Yes, Father. That you continue to be in the midst of this group, Father. We praise you, Lord, for blessing us through this time. Thank you so much. And uh, bless every one of my sisters, Lord. You know their needs. Whether I know them or not, Father, you know them, Lord. So I pray that you meet them where they're at. Yes, Lord. That you show them what they need to see. I thank you for that, Father. Amen. 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 Once again, this is Women of Grace Study Group. We meet every Sunday or Wednesday when posted, but every Sunday at 6 6 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Central Time. Until then, beloved, may God's face shine upon you. Glory to God. May he grace you with his grace, and may you find continue to find favor in his sight as you continue this week. Until then, I love you, and shalom. I love you, shalom. Have a good night. All right. I'm going to call you right back, Deborah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.